The following podcast is a Rock Corps Radio production. Here's a critter. 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 So, first off, an announcement. Our friend Jamie, fellow, like another host for the Sci Files, what's he doing in Hillsboro pretty soon, Ryan? Um, He's actually going to be hosting at the uh, Influence Music Hall on the 6th of May. Not this month, obviously, that's past, but (laughs) on the 6th of May. And uh, they'll be hosting a concert uh, with the band Faded Blue playing. Um, In addition, they'll be raffling off something that we've actually donated to uh, the Influence Music Hall, which is the Purple Wind 5-watt uh, pocket amp, purely for an acoustic instrument. And it's pretty cool for what it is. Uh, there's actually a video for it on YouTube. If you actually head over to the events uh, page uh, for uh, Influence Music Hall, there's actually a link that takes you to YouTube that'll um, give you a little demo of that. Uh, tickets for the raffle are, are go for $10 each. 100% of the proceeds actually go to benefit Influence Music Hall, which, like most things there do, nobody ever profits from anything that goes that goes through there. So whether they're selling concessions, whether they're selling tickets... It all goes back to the cause. Exactly, and it's a perfect thing to do. And it's a really fun venue to go to. That'll be happening all the way up until the 6th, which is when they actually do their drawing. Um, So every Friday uh, from here on out will be part of their open mic, and you'll get a chance to uh, to actually buy tickets for that. But for for all of their information, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash influence music hall. You can also find more about the event on our Facebook page in our event section. Speaking of more local events, the mm-hmm. Horror Brew Podcast will be hosting a live trivia night at home, a bar on Southeast Morrison. We'll be making an ass of ourselves, which, you know, when don't we ride? When don't we make an ass of ourselves? We were just doing that a few minutes ago, <laughs> but you will never know because of the power of editing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to ha- be happening on May 2nd from 739 it won't just be Ryan and I. We also have other hosts from our other shows on there. So, yeah, come check it out. Uh, we're going there to win. We're going there to win. <laughs> Whatever fun prizes they actually have to offer. And um, I got a chance to actually uh, have messages back back and forth with Matt. and uh, Nice little correspondence. Matt and Kat, yeah. So I just letting them know where we're showing up. Just to, but I, I'm really because, interested because in they, Because they also run a, their own horror podcast. Yeah, and their show's actually really neat. It's... um. For anybody who's ever who's been following our shows uh, for as long as they have, if they're if you're still out there, if not, go back and listen. Thank to you for listening. Again. Exactly. <laughs> um, a lot of people will know that I personally am a really big fan of the Forty Ounces of Horror, which is like the first ever horror movie themed podcast that kind of take a positive stance on you know on the whole horror movie industry instead of shitting on it like everybody else does. 
the Horror Brew podcast is essentially Oregon's version of that same podcast, which is yeah. really nice. They'll actually they actually uh, pick uh, certain things or certain themes, certain events that are happening within the Portland area that are all geared towards horror, and they'll do a full episode on that while partaking in a particular beverage, which is really fun. So yeah. um, definitely check out their uh, podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We will try to post a link to a few of their streaming sites in the uh, main post for this. Kind of a, a worthy mention, a re-mention, if you will. Like a few weeks back, we probably mentioned it, but... Um, it's getting closer, closer, closer. closer. <laughs> uh, the 15th annual Vampire's Masquerade Ball, which is happening in Portland. Um, like it does all over the place, I'm assuming. But um, and if you're lurking, you never talk about our city that way again. <laughs> so if you're in the area, lurking outside the venue, yeah, um, searching for victims, and you still haven't found a date, fuck it. I mean, just go on in. I mean, that's probably what we'll end up doing if we're in the area and if we're yeah. free. Yeah. Um, yeah. As uh, it's on May 13th at the Melody Ballroom. Tickets can be purchased at VampireBallPDX.com. And that's it for all the local stuff. Now what do we got for, like, actual big news here? Like, a... Here's some news for those of the gunslinging persuasion. As mentioned the past week on Joe Blow's Arrow on the Head horror page, the long-awaited Dark Tower series is finally getting a film adaptation this summer. Fantasy King will be double-dosed as this falls in line with the upcoming It theatrical remake. There's no word yet as to whether or not the original Plan Companion TV series will be building storyline bridges. For this, we as fans will be really pleased. I know, and the fact that the original announcements that had happened for this were supposed to be just that, a movie trilogy complete with a, kind of a gap-bridging kind of a TV series, which I hope they still do. And, and if I read it right, I think bloodydisgusting.com actually broke that news today. Nice. So that is still a possibility. So who do we have, remind me again, who do we have coming up for that movie? I mean, God, there's so many different stars in this film. Um, Idris Elba, who is probably one of my favorite British actors, honestly. He's got such a crazy look to him. He's fucking maniacal. Yeah. He's been some pretty good shit. He's amazing. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother. Uh, Jack Earl Haley. It's uh, okay. He doesn't bother with anything ever. No. <laughs> I mean, he was actually pretty good in, uh, in uh, the, what was it, that um, True Crime? Oh, or, um, True Detective. Yeah, True Detective. And uh, like him and Woody, actually, I mean, they kind of played off each other really well, but his character was really fucked up compared to a lot of the other kind of podunk characters I've seen him play in the past. Uh, Jackie Earl, or Earl Haley, who many of will know as Rorschach from uh, um, a very popular comic book themed movie. <laughs> um, you gotta watch out for him. You do. I mean, it's all those men, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Freddy Krueger uh, in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, Catherine Winnick. Um, Abby Lee, or what was it? Abby Lee, and of course... The young Tom Taylor, <laughs> and uh, as more develops, we'll tell you more as we know it. Yeah, because right now we don't really know much. You don't have to look it up yourself. I mean, you can if you want to. Yeah. I could wait for us to make asses of ourselves here instead of at the horror brew pub. So, as many or some may know uh, from uh, previous shows, uh, there is a couple events coming up. Um, I will actually be attending the Texas Frightmare Weekend. Um, that is uh, slowly creeping around the corner. It's going to be happening from May eighth or May fifth to the eighth, and um, 
So if you're actually in the area, fans of ours who live in Texas, and I know there's tons of you out there because I look at our analytics, um, <laughs> come on down. I mean, join me in stalking and messing with celebrities and doing all sorts of weird shit. When I was at the... Uh, I swear, it doesn't smell that bad in person. No, I mean, I may be really dirty and really fucked up looking. I mean, there might be some pieces falling off. I mean, I do look like I got dug up, but I have taken showers... And even though I'm losing body parts every time I do it, um, not really body parts, body parts being like pieces, like corners and stuff like that. I'm starting to look a little chipped. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody help me. <laughs> Never. You ruined my flower beds. You don't get help anymore. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so I'm going to be bugging a lot of people. So uh, definitely come out for that. And there are many different features that are happening here at this uh, con. One of which is actually a really cool thing. I Like when I read about it, I thought it was neat. So they're going to be um, doing an auction for the cadaver bust that they use in the autopsy of Jane Doe. And that's actually going to be a really fun like thing. So fans will get a chance to actually get on, on that. But there's details on their uh, website. And we'll give you that information here at the end. Also uh, happening is uh, the Fake Horror Trailer Showcase uh, that's giving young filmmakers uh, the opportunity to show their own Grindhouse-esque kind of uh, short film uh, trailers uh, at the con. Uh, of course, we have already passed the deadline, which happened on 420. Rest assured, um, most of these fake trailers will end up probably being the, you know, probably being the star of the show as far as, you know, as far as the... Uh, other events are concerned. Um, in addition to those, brain damaged films will be making their, uh, rearing their ugly faces in this con. Good, you won't be alone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and like myself, uh, you know, a lot of people have, you know, kind of thought that, you know, I mean, how long is a ghoul really going to last walking around just being himself with that? Well, brain damaged films is one of those because I'm surprised they're still in business. <laughs> Not picking at them too much because they do make some pretty funny movies. Uh, other guests include the cast members of such shows as Bates Motel, Rob Zombie's 31, Dario Gento's Suspiria, I'm actually going to have a reunion for that, The Walking Dead, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is so fucking cool that we're going to get to see a lot of the actors that were in The Thing. Not Kurt Russell, unfortunately, but there will be a few other people. Uh, You're too busy doing what again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many things. Um, Tom Holland's uh, Fright Night, uh, which is the original Fright Night for those who are keeping score. And so much more as far as this con is concerned. And you can find out more information about this and get ticket information. And tickets are still available, by the way, uh, at TexasFrightmareWeekend.com. Toxic Avenger of the Music Hill will be invading the United Kingdom starting September 23rd and coming to a radioactive end on December the 3rd. One will be visited by New Jersey's very own hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength, and it should be traumatastic. The Toxic Avenger musical is an adaptation of the original 80s feature film by Lloyd Kaufman. Head on over to artstheaterwestend.co.uk find out more. And I am so excited for London to be able to feast their eyes on the, the magic that is the Toxic Avenger musical. Of course, that musical actually started here in Portland, believe it or not, um, by a local, by a local um, uh, theater production company and eventually ended up moving to New York and yeah. being an off-Broadway and has had the chance to tour the nation several times over so far. Um, we actually have a uh, local production going on sometime soon. Uh, don't, it's a little bit hazy on the dates, 
but it's going to be happening at uh, the Portland Five Theater downtown. So go ahead and Google that if you want to see it locally. Fuck yeah. And I mean, I'm all about the horror musicals, especially all the ones that have come here. Yeah. I try to go every single to every single one. Yeah, Portland Five actually it. does pretty old horror musicals. Um, I actually got a chance to see their version of Carrie the musical a few years back. And it was quite nice. I know we kind of want to, let's kind of step back from horror just a little bit to kind of talk about something in the sci-fi world. Especially since uh, there's a lot to be griped about over uh, what's going to be uh, coming up with the, uh, the new uh, Star Wars film. Uh, the Last Jedi, and so I've been chewing Ryan's ear about this. Not literally. I mean, it's necrotic and disgusting. It's yeah, just, <laughs> he's the ghoul, not I. So, the director of Last Jedi, if you, if you notice a little bit of just referencing the trailer, Kylo Scar did indeed shift somewhat, and the director's reasoning for this is that. It made Adam Driver's face a bit goofy looking. <laughs> which, frankly, as anyone who's seen Adam Driver, and like, this is speaking of someone who's attracted Adam Driver at that, <laughs> his face is going to look goofy looking regardless of where a scar is. Facial ratios are all messed up. Like, just, should, yeah. it should not work. <laughs> um, on to uh, more recent news regarding Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, Making a Star Wars recently reported in the past few days that Mark Hamill has been sporting a suspiciously red crystal necklace, or at least what it appears Ooh, to be. Yeah, yeah, there's been a on lot of set that may or may not be a kyber crystal from good old Daddy Vader's lightsaber. I mean, it could be. I mean question is, what does that mean for his character? Because there was already some talk about him being, like, the last Jedi. Yeah, kind of thing. assumingly, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, he could go full, he could go Sith. Which, I mean... He it, could go darker gray Jedi as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because it would be... You know, first off, it would be really weird if he did go Sith. Because what does that mean for Kylo Ren? I mean, does yeah. that does that mean he is going to kind of see the error of his way and killing his own father and kind of step back from the dark side and kind of go back into the light. If um, he is on the dark side at all. Yeah. And that's another one because, I mean, he's so conflicted as a character and he's yeah. always so beside himself. So Recently premiering on Hulu are the first three episodes of the adaptation of Margaret Atwood's novel, The Handmaid's Tale. This production is starring Elizabeth Olsen, a la Madman, which... Who doesn't love, who does not love her in Madman? So first three episodes have been released. After that, they will be released on a weekly basis. And for you Canadian listener, listeners, if you're out there, the first two episodes of it will be premiering in Canada on April 30th. And that should be a pretty interesting uh, thing too, because I think it's a pickup from a from a previous production, isn't it? Uh, the Handmaid's Tale? I don't know. So I think it was originally pitched to an actual network, but then got dropped. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, and it ulti- was. ultimately got picked up by Hulu, which is nice, because, like, yeah. I mean, between Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, I mean, there's so much, like, money just kind of flying around, waiting to pick up some kind of project, you know? And, of course, it makes a lot of us fans of, like, you know, dead projects, like, hopeful on and, uh, and whether or not they're going to be picking them up, you know? Like, um, I think uh, Hannibal... The Hannibal TV series yeah. is one of them. Uh, Graham, like, you know, a spinoff yeah. of that. Uh, I mean, so many different shows that have been kind of tossed around. And 
I mean, honestly, right now, I can see, you can kind of see the landscape of it. Right now, Netflix is kind of in this market of, like, fully original content, not really trying to revitalize television shows, yeah. but kind of trying to create new properties and new IPs for them, as well as, like, their, um, their money that's kind of invested into Marvel. Um, Definitely Marvel. Because yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of Marvel projects, and the, the fact that they're able to get almost instant access to a lot of the, you know, to a lot of that content as soon as it's uh, off of television, even, you know, it's like, just their ability to get it as fast as they do is pretty, pretty impressive. And, okay, so there is a fuck ton of different flicks coming out for the Netflix. Uh, the 2016 release of the film Drifter, which is directed by Chris Von Hoffman. Um, Drifter, of course, uh, centers itself on uh, two outlaw brothers set out to kill uh, the one man who murdered their father. Also coming on May 7th is Stakeland 2, also known as the Stakelander. <laughs> which, Stakeland, I enjoyed a little bit. I mean, yeah. from his passe, you know, he's, yeah. he's pretty solid. But, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It's probably good for you guys. So, check it out on Netflix on May 7th. What else do we have coming up? Um, we've got, uh see, there's... The film Love, um, which was a 2015 release. It was directed by uh, Gaspar Noé. And uh, this film centers itself around um, a character named Murphy, who is an American living in Paris, who enters into a uh, a highly sexual and emotionally charged relationship with an unstable Electra. Um, Unaware of the effect it will have on their uh, relationship, they invite their pretty neighbor into the bed. Coming May 8th, also on Netflix is Beyond the Gates. <laughs> Beyond the Gates. Oh, man. Like, I almost thought this was, like, an old, like, um, because I remember... Did you have one of those moments where, like, we're recently... Just because we have so many good, like, retro set movies coming out where you yeah. thought, oh, like, for instance, like, there was a Last Year's A Love Witch, which you, like, first saw yeah. a trailer for, and you're like, this is clearly 70s, 80s. No, no, yeah. no. It's just so well shot. I almost thought, yeah, I almost thought this was, um... I kind of, uh, I kind of had a flashback to like old Italian films from like the eighties, like the late seventies and early eighties. That was the first thing I thought when I saw this poster. I didn't even think about the fact that oh, it's a newer movie. It's like, yeah. and for those unfamiliar, uh, it's a horror film about two brothers who get trapped in a video game, and as the tagline states, press play and pray. <laughs> also coming on May sixth. Is the film uh, When the Bow Breaks, uh, directed by John uh, Kassar. First off, it uh, stars uh, Regina Hall, um, who I'm excited to see in a more serious role, <laughs> aside from some of the stuff that she, she's normally known for, like comedy. The film is about uh, a young, professional, and successful John and Laura who are uh, d- desperately trying to have a baby and are an- unable to conceive. After exhausting all their other options, the couple hire Anna, a young, beautiful woman who agrees to become the surrogate mother for the, you know, for the family. And this, to me, almost has that, like, because they've done this with, like, movies before, but if the I, I'm almost seeing this as being, like, horror movies answer to Juno. Well, that's it for this week. Tune in next week and every single week for more updates as the world of horror and sci-fi never seem to stop. Much like the world spinning flat earthers calling you out. No kidding. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing and what you think of our many shows. And for all things dead and otherwise, bottomcorpsradio.com.
what the hell is up with Kylo Ren's scar? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we, we didn't get a chance to get into that, but what about that no, scar? No, I mentioned like, I mentioned it a little bit. Okay, but let's go into that a little more. I mean, were they afraid that, like, him having a huge gash in his face was going to, you know, like, take away from his acting ability? Or... I don't know. Like, the yeah. quote was referenced literally, it was goofy looking. Yeah. Which is why I'm so upset. So it's like, literally, haven't you seen Adam Driver's fucking face? His whole face is goofy looking. I know! <laughs> I know. <laughs> <sighs> the scars aren't supposed to look perfect. I mean, no, I mean they, they essentially like they they tyrant him. They tyrant him. The yeah. serum's supposed to have like fucking his entire nose chopped off in the series. Yeah. Which you know I get for that because they're doing a TV production. It's you know longer hours, like more reapplications yeah. of the scar. Plus it'd be like a more significant sort of prosthetic you have to like deal with. But for Kyle, it's just Tiny, tiny scar. There's actually a. Um, actually, if anything, just put a just paint his face with like lime green marker and then chrome it out. You know, <laughs> like that's a very good point. Yeah, they could have CG'd that shit. Put yeah. some green tape on his face or something. <laughs> <laughs> I 